Good morning. This is Rada from Galactic Goddess Radio. And this beautiful morning, we're going to talk about a subject that I have been wanting to cover for a while. This episode is called Demon Huntress. And it's named after a script I wrote with my partner, Brian. And it's also named after my experiences that I have had uh, through the many years of my healing journey um, as a demon huntress myself, um, because what I do is help people to remove demonic entities that are no longer serving them, that have been attached to them through their lineage, through... um, abuse or any way in which it came, you know, um, humans are and can be hosts for a number of things. And, you know, this subject could be very taboo. So you can take what you want and leave what you don't want. Remember, you have free will, you have your own mind. I'm not shoving anything down your mind. You're, you're the one listening to this podcast. So you can think of it as a story. Okay, so I'll tell you a story, for example. About two days ago, I did a session with a client whose family was very unusual. And um, his family, because it was a man, had a lineage of, um, I would say, a lineage of demons that ran through his family. This manifested in various ways um, in the teachings that he grew up with, with the abuse that occurred, with the rituals that occurred, the sexual abuse and rituals that occurred, okay? And these rituals were passed down through the lineages. It was part of the lineage. It was, um, dare I say, um, a Draco lineage, okay? And some of you will understand what that means and some of you won't. So you can do your own research. I will go in the next episodes more into this because I do deal with a lot of draconian stuff in my healing. But this was a draconian family. And um, in the lineage, there was a... It was an initiation, I would call it, where, you know, the child would be inducted into family rituals. And this would include um, sexual abuse and other mind control, MKUltra programming for the child. And uh, the child would then be taught that this was how it should be, that this is the way that it is, and this is what you need to do to your children, too. So this was a very um, hereditary, you know, like it was something they were proud of. They were very proud of this lineage. This was a very incestual way of being, and this was very normal for them. But it caused a lot of um, it caused a lot of destruction because this this man could not have normal relationships. Um, he didn't believe he was very conflicted and confused about about this and loved his family very much um but in the process he was also inducted into um through the ritual abuse um you know the demonic entities of the lineage that were sort of pushing this agenda you know became embedded in him 
and it caused him to um, have a number of symptoms that were very negative and and more than he even realized. And so, um, you know, at this point, he had um, Stockholm Syndrome. So he believed that his family was great. He loved his abusers and captors and thought, didn't have any negative feelings about what happened or, or them, but he just was being conflicted in his own personal life, right? So, you know, with that, um, with that information and knowing that he still was very, very attached to his family, that he couldn't let them go, and yet he was ready to release something um, for because of his personal life. So I went ahead and did some clearing for him, and the clearing was not necessarily about his family. The clearing was about the entity that was running through his family because there are there are entities that literally run down through family. They get passed down through generation and they work through the following family members. This is a phenomenon that um, I see so often with people with great addictions. You know, <clears throat> you say that addictions are hereditary, but really also... Um, you know, these entities are hereditary and they are, they cause so much pain and conflict and addiction and suffering and repeated patterns. Um, they wreak havoc in people's personal life and you can never, ever really get away from them unless you, you really, really remove them. And it's very hard to remove them. You can say prayers, you can do all kinds of things, but to actually remove them is like doing surgery, I would say soul surgery, because of the way uh, they have a way of merging, fusing with the physical body. Um, You know, shamans are well aware of this concept. I don't think the Western world is quite familiar with it. But, you know, in shamanism, we understand that a lot of mental illness, a lot of phobias, a lot of a lot of addictions um, and suffering or belief systems that just won't go away no matter what you do are really a result of entities that are really bound to this person and they actually hook into their nervous system and wind around that and they can they they can attach to you in various ways it can attach to you through various chakras and so as a shamanic healer you have to be very, very trained to do this kind of work. And there is a warning that comes with this because, you know, most of the time healers don't do this work. It's, you know, they do like lighter, maybe lighter, fluffier, you know, work. But this work is really, really, it's intense because what can happen, excuse me, and what happened, what happens sometimes when I do this work is that I will successfully remove the entity from the person and the entity will be very furious and angry and absolutely um, enraged because I just removed it from its very comfortable home, which it it spent a lot of time um, and winding and, and, and bedding itself into. And now I just uprooted it and pulled it out. 
and it's sometimes they can be very very feisty and sometimes they're what I call jumpers where they jump at you <laughs> so it doesn't matter you know all my work I do is distance so I do I only do distance healing now I do not have physical contact with my clients um, once upon a time I had a place in Hollywood Hills and I did see my clients and I had incredible um, healing studio where I did but at this time I do not all my sessions are 100% distance healings and all my coachings are 100% distance healing so um, it works just as good because I don't need to actually see my client and in fact it's better if I do not see my client because my periphery vision my ability to see them as a whole is much easier when they're not in front of me. I find that their personality can be very distracting. And so when I'm pulled back from that, I don't see them. I can hear their voice. I tune into them. I'm able to scan their body and uh, connect with them on this higher plane. I can see everything much more clearly. And if they're in front of me talking and being bubbly or, um, you know, all of that stuff, their their facial expressions, their personality can be very, you know, um, distracting for doing this work. It's not, it's not that it's harder, but I just think that it's much easier. I can see with much more crystal clear vision. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need to clear my throat because um, what I'm going about to talk about is a little... We're going moving into the paranormal, and I do think it's important to talk about this again. If this isn't your cup of tea, you're free to, you know, not listen. And if you want to listen to this, you can just think of it as entertainment if it scares you. Um, but this is something that doesn't scare me because I deal with it all the time. And the thing is, as a healer, as a really, really good healer and a skilled healer, you have to be able to walk into the dark without fear. You can't be afraid of your own shadow. You can't be afraid, okay? There's no room for that here. If I was afraid, I would have so many of these entities inside of me because fear is what they feed on. And the moment that I get scared is when they can access me and jump into my body. So, that being said, you know, you have to do the deep work. That's why I say there, there are so many people that call themselves healers, but you're not really one until you really get initiated and you're doing, um, you, you should get trained. You should get certified. It can be very, very hazardous and dangerous to be a healer if you're not qualified to do so. You know, um, I went through a rigorous training process, you know, over a decade. Um, I come from a lineage of shamans. I've had other shaman mentors, and I've had multiple initiations that allowed me to be able to go to these deep depths with people. You know, on before I went stepped into my my you know my healing journey of being a practitioner, I I myself wanted to find the best healer in the world. It was sort of a, it was sort of something I was fascinated with. So I went to many, many healers to just check them out. And I will tell you, not everyone is qualified. Um, I had some experiences that were very dangerous for me and for the for them. Uh, one of them being, I went to a psychologist that was also a healer, a hypnotherapist, and she took me down into a past life. And it was there was a huge trauma in this lifetime where I, I had been um, killed. So at this point, I was in the climax of my trauma. <clears throat> I'm 
just working it through. And then all of a sudden she is like, yanks me up, you know, wakes me up. Um, and I'm in the middle of this trauma. It's running through my body and I start to, I'm shaking because, um, it's, I'm haven't, I haven't released myself from it. She hasn't pulled me back properly from this lifetime. She hasn't closed it out. She did not do what she was supposed to do. And fortunately for me at this point, I had taken already my, uh, quite a few training courses and I didn't tell her cause I just wanted to see what she would do, how she could do it. But what happened is she basically told me, okay, you know, sessions up, time's up. So just come back next week. And I was literally, my whole body was vibrating and shaking with this, with this trauma from this incident. I could barely drive home. And when I did, I called her and I said, you need to help me clear this out because, um, you put me in a state where I was, I was traumatized, but then you didn't bring me back out properly. And she said, Oh no, no, just come back next week and get another session. (laughs) And to which I hung up the phone and said, lady, I'm going to do it myself. I did clear that lifetime out. I cleared out, cleared out all the shock and trauma. I downloaded the lesson. And after that I was totally stabilized. But Um, this is an example of somebody who's totally irresponsible and not knowing that you cannot do this to people. This, this is very serious stuff and people, healers should charge more because if they want, you know, healers that are skilled, that are really certified should charge more because this work is very, very serious. You're, you're dealing with, um, you're dealing with people's psyches, you're dealing with their karma. Another thing that can happen is that if you're not trained properly and you're dealing with somebody's karma and you're trying to help them clear some of it and you don't know how to do it (laughs) properly, guess what? Guess who's going to get the karma? (laughs) You are, because that's the law. It has to go somewhere. Um, So it's just, it doesn't pay to just be a novice and to do this. Like if you're going to, if you really want to do this, get the proper training. I do training at my academy and you should get rigorous training, not just one modality, get trained through multiple, you know, um, systems, definitely learn shamanism and please don't call yourself a shaman. If you're not from a lineage, that's really disrespectful, you know, as you know, we've had the recent murders of the shamans in Peru, and it's just, it blows my mind sometimes how disrespectful people can be, how you don't have a claim or right to say that you're a shaman if you don't come from a lineage. So do not do that. If you want to become a shamanic practitioner, learn under a, sh- a real shaman. My mother is a shaman, Maya the shaman, you can look her up. Or find a shaman you can mentor with, but do not call yourself a shaman if you are not of a descent lineage and if you are if you are Caucasian. Um, you know, understand that shamans have had everything taken from them. You know, real shamans, authentic shamans, throughout the world they've been a target of of a massacre, and you have no right to say that you're a shaman if you're not 
from a lineage. You have no right to take that title. If you are white, no. Take that title off because it's not yours to take. It's another thievery. And we've had to encounter so much over and over again. Give dignity to the people who who deserve it is part of their lineage. You cannot say that. You should not say that. And if you do say that, you are being highly disrespectful. Whether you're conscious of it or not, it's another slap in the face, okay? So understand lineages have been persecuted and understand that colonization that occurred from very long ago, the first thing they targeted was the shamans all over from every point of this earth. Of course, every indigenous culture has shamans. That's part of their lineage. Um, And that is a first target that came down is the destruction, the killing, the murders of the shamans. It destabilizes their entire community. It destabilizes their spiritual foundation. It destabilizes their economy and their morale. And guess what happens? This is how they've been able to accumulate so much land across the world that wasn't theirs. Because once you take the shaman out of the picture, once you destabilize people spiritually, it's a spiritual warfare. Now you have access. They're destabilized and you can start to go in and get what you came to get. But it's it's a war, and it has been a war, and you should honor the shamans that live because it's even it's quite a risky thing to be an authentic shaman. You can be a wannabe shaman, you know, and call yourself a shaman, but you have no risk, you know. And you, if you're Caucasian and you're saying that you're a shaman, you have zero risk because people will just you know, laugh at that and say, that's not true. You're not a shaman. Um, but if you're an authentic indigenous shaman that carries a lineage and a DNA structure that has the remembering of the star family, then you are endangered. And I'm, and I'm not saying that to scare people, but it's a high risk. Okay. So please, please have dignity, have honor for, for authentic shamans and do not rip this name off of these people who have suffered beyond any understanding that you have. Okay, please give them dignity. So um, it is, as I said, it's very important to have the proper training. Um, And so I wanted to just jump into the story about why I was inspired to talk about this. And also a side note saying that, you know, um, a lot of new agers are like just love, just light, peace and harmony. But the truth is we are having a spiritual warfare and I am love, light, spiritual harmony. And I'm also a badass spiritual warrior and a demon huntress. And, you know, that's part of my gift is that I am strong enough to do this work and help people release themselves from the bondages of of these demonic entities that have been embedded in them through their lineages, through their family, and various other ways through trauma very much or feeling lack. Um, A lot of people attract these entities when they don't feel good enough and they have to make up for it by being over aggressive over assertive it's an imbalance and there's there becomes a space inside of you you don't want to fill yourself with anything other than the highest and best so you know it's important to be very conscious of what you're letting in 
of what you're allowing and and you know mk ultra is a big big thing that a lot of people go through um it can be also very subtle through certain tv shows or or even video games um you know when you are sort of tuning into a certain frequency and and playing with that frequency you're really allowing yourself to um embed that frequency into your imprinted into your being certain frequencies allow these entities to come in more easily than others so the music that you listen to everything 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 your life is a living prayer and so every single thing that you put into your mind into your ears into your eyes into your heart is going to affect you understand that you must be vigilant if you're on the path all right and of the love and light as they say but but being in the path of love and light doesn't mean avoiding darkness that's such a <laughs> i have to laugh cuz it's almost funny to me how these love and lighters like we don't want to talk about that we don't want to it's you know um that's being negative no no what i do is very positive and i help people's lives change and i see actual results so that's positive because they don't have to live with these entities so um i don't know what's more positive than that but you have to just be strong enough a lot of people have to get stronger and and strengthen who they are inside um because if you want to be really truly aligned with this love and light you have to be able to also walk through the darkness you cannot not face your shadow and point your fingers at other people and say oh you're bad you're evil you're wrong this is the american culture isn't that what everyone does on facebook they say how bad everyone else is well look inside yourself where does that live inside you are you carrying an entity are you you know if you're just blaming everybody and not really doing the work of looking deep within everything and i mean everything outside is a reflection of what our collective consciousness carries on the inside is it is simply a manifestation including the president all right so every every everything is up to us to reclaim our power our sovereignty to clean up our lineages that have been contaminated with this dark goo um and so it's our job and you have to stand like a strong warrior if you want to be in the light you got to stand for the light but you also have to face the fact that there is darkness in this world and if you don't then you're just in la la land in some fantasy um the truth is you know we we are we are sort of bad we've been battling for a very long time and the the there's been spiritual warfare they don't call it that but there's been spiritual warfare and many many families have been infested with this dark goo this these beings um and this is why people sometimes act the way they do because they're unconscious they've allowed themselves to be taken over they didn't think they were powerful on their own so they had to have someone else you know driving their bus so to speak um and that can manifest and then they wonder why things aren't working out you know so you want to clean that up you want to check in and be honest with yourself about it and yes i myself had had have had to do clean up 
um, once I really began to enter into this realm, lo and behold, I had, you know, entities I had to clear. I have no shame in saying that because when you're unconscious, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, but you have to start being aware. Um, you know, it's easy to make vows with these beings and saying like, I don't feel strong in this area. And then they, they come in and even subconsciously say, I can help you. I'll help you. I'll help you be stronger here. Or, you know, something like that. You don't know the kinds of deals that you're really making because you're so unconscious. So once you start to become conscious, you start to say, no, you cannot live here. I don't want you here. And so much of it has to do with how you say no, start saying no, like, no, when I, when you have a negative thought or feeling, say, no, I'm not going to allow this. Um, they will drag you as far as you're willing to be dragged. So you have to be willing to say no. All right. Um, just like this person, when I did this, uh, clearing for them, it wasn't to change necessarily any of their beliefs because they were not ready for that. They were not ready to go against their lineage. They weren't ready to, um, betray their family. And yet this, lineage entity was ruining their life and they didn't understand, you know, why, but they would act out all the time. So now getting back to what occurred and what can occur, this is a, a a public announcement because, um, this is what can happen is that I had cleared the entity. Um, and you know, you send it, you send it away to the light to get taken away but sometimes they're very feisty you know we're talking free will so sometimes they will they will not go and part of that is their choice you know there are so many this world is filled with entities and um you cannot see them but once you become attuned to what they are like you will know and so I always know when there's something that's not right um so last night I was I was trying to sleep and in front of my window outside, there's a light for animals, you know, that tells me if there's like a animal outside, a bear or something like that. Um, but usually it will click once and then it goes off. Well, last night it didn't click once. It was click, 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 click. And this went on and on and on. And I looked out the window and I didn't see anything. And I just got this feeling I just got this feeling, this knowing that it was much more than an animal. That this was, I knew that this, I got the feeling right away this was an entity. And I got a feeling right away that it was from the person that I had cleared it from because it was very angry at me. See, here's where, here's where the dangers come in is that the entities get angry at the practitioner. (laughs) Like you took me out of my home, you pulled me out and then now I'm going to get you. (laughs) And I laugh because it's kind of funny. Um, and so I was like, okay, here we go. So then, you know, I am like, oh, Hey there, you know, I, yeah, I get it. You're angry. You're homeless. You just got evicted. I was like, but you know what? You didn't do the work. 
because entities are sometimes people that didn't do the work. They didn't ever wanted to do the work. They always thought they could take that dark road forever and ever and ever and ever until they didn't get another chance to get another body, but they also didn't ascend to anything higher. So they got demoted to being an entity. And so, you know, I had a conversation like, hey, you didn't do the work. Um, don't be mad at me. Be mad at yourself. You know, <laughs> it's, it, you, you know, you can't be doing this forever. You know, you we're moving towards a different shift right now and there's no room for beings like you anymore. So why don't you go to the light? Why don't you go? So a few times this, this little thing was very stubborn and it actually wasn't a little thing. It was a very big thing. Um, it was angry. So it came and it was like sort of stomping around my room energetically. So it was energetically, I could feel it, you know? And I was like, just sort of, just sort of chuckling at it. Cause I, they don't scare me at all. I, they have no power over me. And so I just laugh at it. And I am like, yeah, you, you can keep doing this, but it's going to go nowhere. And we both know where you're going. You know, you can scratch on my window. You can make a ruckus. Um, and it just wanted to be a little brat. <laughs> so um, eventually I was like, listen, you have to leave now because it's, late and I can't sleep and you're keeping me up. Um, and so this went on and on and I, you know, was calling to send it away, but it was very, very resistant. This, this being, um, you know, it had been through lineages after lifetime, after lifetime, after lifetime. And it sort of thought that it had ownership of this entire lineage. It, it didn't know what else to do, you know? So, it was, it was absolutely furious. Um, but nonetheless, it came to me to get revenge. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't get affected. The only thing it affected was a little bit of my sleep. But of course I, I was like, you, you have to leave now. And it was just not wanting to go. It was very resistant. And, one thing about these beings is that they always need a host, right? So it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a human, it could be an animal, and it could even be a bug. <laughs> and so, not to freak anybody out, but it turned out, um, I kept feeling like this crawly feeling all over, and I felt like there was this little bug on my body. And so I turned on the lights, and I sort of like, I was more afraid of the bug than I was of this being, you know, because this being can't really do anything to me because I'm not afraid. It, if you're afraid and you're like, ah, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, whoop, I can jump. And it's, and that's when they can, you know, enter you. But since I'm not afraid and I don't, I don't think much of it, um, it didn't really have any opportunity to do that with me, obviously new, but it did come through as a bug, as a spider. So what happens is like I, I saw a spider on my arm and so I, I flicked it, I kind of flicked it really hard and um, then I was looking for it because I wanted to take it outside and put it outside and I could not find it. The spider had totally disappeared. I went through all my covers and I looked around. Um, it, it, went, it was nowhere to be found so I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep and you need to leave now. So then um, it was sort of this, I would call it like a mental battle that ensued with it 
where it was like really pushing up against me energetically, um, really, really enraged. But this time it came back. I could feel it, but it came back again as a spider. And guess what, guys? Guess what? I told it it has to leave now and I wasn't playing anymore. And all of a sudden I felt the spider on my neck. Yep. Um, (laughs) So I got up, turned the lights on. And this is right when I was sort of, I was commanding it to leave. It was not a joke anymore. It was time for it to go. And literally I took the spider and threw it outside. Done. After that, I said, it is done. I closed it out and it was gone. No more disturbance. But this story that I'm sharing with you is really a story about how these beings can manifest and how they're actually at the mercy of us mercy. Most people are afraid of, uh, you know, demons or entities. And I, and I laugh and say, they're at the mercy of us. It is us who lets them enter and it is us who must make them go. We are the ones with the power. Don't get it twisted. It is not outside of yourself, my friends. It is inside of you. You know, if you have suffered from lineage trauma of any kind, any kind of addiction or conflict, or if you notice patterns where there's always conflict in your family, or there's something about relationships where people can never have a good relationship, you know, question, does this have to do with an entity that's decided to, you know, settle in and ruin my life? (laughs) Because they certainly can. But you know what? Nothing can ruin your life that you don't allow So this story I thought was really important to share since it just happened. Um, and then, and then I went on to dream about this person, you know, and the, um, so the, this, this is really important because these beings, they, they track you. They'll track you and your lineage. If you come from a lineage, it doesn't matter how far you go from them, This is not the first time I've dealt with a situation like this. I have had many, many, many clients that have fleed from their families um, because of these kinds of situations, and yet they could never flee from this entity or this energy because uh, they had to remove it or get it removed. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person, you know, none of us are really. And so, you know, we make bad choices, but we're not bad people. We have to make better choices and we have to be more conscious. You know, um, if you allow an entity like this to take you over, then yeah, you do become a bad person because the actions that you start to do are reflecting that, you know, evil. So we don't want that. We really want to clean our lives up. We're moving forward and fast and furious towards this new energy, this ascension energy. And, um, you know, if this resonated with you, this story, if you know anybody that has had this experience, please let me know in the comments or reach out to me, shoot me an email at goddesscodeacademy at gmail.com. Um, I love to hear from you guys and I really appreciate the feedback. But I am going to be going further and deeper in these podcasts. I've been sort of being, you know, a little refraining from going as deep because the subject and the nature of what I'm talking about will be a little far out for people, but that's okay because 
listen, we need, we need to hear these things. It's very important. So I am going to be talking more on this, more on my experiences with the Dracos and also more on your personal sovereignty. My goal is that you will benefit from this, that you will somehow, it'll contribute to you, to your life, to your consciousness, and that you can really, really come to the realization that, you know, you are powerful and you don't need to let anyone or anything possess you. Um, there's no need for that. Um, we want to be the drivers of, in our life. We want to be in the driver's seat moving forward and being respectful drivers. So anyhow, I hope you enjoyed that. And thank you so much for tuning in. I am sending you all so much love and wishing you the most beautiful, wonderful, prosperous, productive day Much love, Rada.